Hey, what's going on with all my people out there? Everybody watching a and and r and <laughs> I'm here in the building. What's going on with all my friends and everybody out there? Welcome to a brand new show because today is a special one. Yes, we're putting some of the best against the best today. And I got two of the three here to talk about what's going on tonight. Once again, my name is Karev Heritage Hip Hop. coming to you live on a and and r and uh, <laughs> My mans is in here. What's up? Steve was good, but it's not only about me. I'm the semi-host. I'm not really here. It's really about the people who are the savants of R&B, and I'm going to bring them into the show one by one. Please, sir, introduce yourself to the people. What's going on, everybody? It's Big A. Glad to be here. One third of a and R&B. Well, actually, one fourth of a and R&B. Um, I'm Fragrance, and uh, we'll set the mood with scent. All right, and then, of course, R&B is nothing without smoothness, romance, and flavor. And we got somebody who brings part of that to the table. So please, sir, introduce yourself to the people. Hello, hello, hello. It's your man, Nas Romantic, with you. Hope y'all ready. Hope y'all ready. We got a good one for you today. Oh, yes, we do. Because anybody out there that likes R&B, we have two names we're going to talk about for this show that are very significant when it comes to R&B culture. But last but not least, let us shout out the other person who's a part of this show. Shout out to Nika Ledeen, who's on location right now at a concert getting us footage and things mm. that we're going to talk about for another show. So thank you. Get off me. So now my cat is over here trying, trying to tear me up, y'all, trying to eat or something. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be live, yo. So everybody out there that's watching, hit the like button. When you come in the room, you got to hit the like button because you want to hit that algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, thank you for watching and supporting us. It was three people on here at one time, and y'all just all faded away. But they will be back. And if they're not here, shame on them. But you can share this right now. So please, everybody watching, share this video. Let everybody know we on, we out here, and we making noise. You know what I'm saying? So... Without further ado, gentlemen, let's just show everybody what the topic is for tonight. Tonight is, ha <clears throat> Mary J. Blige versus Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason this topic came up is because on another podcast, there was an artist that said, New York can't mess with Atlanta because Atlanta artistically is better than New York. New York is the birthplace, but Atlanta took it to a whole nother, re- nother level with their talent. The artist said Jay-Z's only number one because he got money and he got Beyonce. That if Tupac was number one, he would have had more money and Beyonce would have been riding on Pac to the Jay-Z. Like I said, that's the multiverse. I can't tell you what happened if you say the live. You know what I'm saying? This mm. artist said New York can't mess with Atlanta because New York don't even have an usher. So who's going to battle Atlanta when it comes to Usher? Lastly, the artist said Atlanta would slay New York because New York has no singers. He said, we got Tony Braxton and they got Mary J. Blige. And Mary J. Blige ain't nowhere near what Tony Braxton is. So that made me go, you know what, y'all? We need to talk about this. We need to talk a little bit about Mary J. Blige and Tony Braxton. This is an interesting conversation to me. So let's open it up. Everybody out there that's watching, like I said, please 
leave a comment. We're going to talk about not only this topic, but we're going to talk about some music-related stuff that goes with it. Gentlemen, before we go into specifics, what do you feel? Let's start with Big A first. What do you feel? Does Atlanta smoke New York when it comes to music and talent? Nah, nah. They have, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. New York's mad big, bro. Just on the size of, of people that's out there, that's hungry, that's talented. Um, For instance, something as simple as the show Making a Band. Remember the Making Band show a long time ago? Diddy had up-and-coming acts that were trying to make it in, in, in the music industry. To show them, well, in particular, one of the rappers, E. Ness, how hungry New York is, he went out to the street and pulled out one of the, at the time, one of the best lyricists that was in the streets at the time that wasn't technically signed, but he was, was hungry. Jay Mills, right? And that was Jay Mills, exactly. Jay Mills. That was Jay Mills, and Jay Mills put on a spectacular show. It's just showing you that there's talent out there, just because it's not on mainstream. There is some talented people out there. Not taking anything away from Atlanta, because Atlanta has a lot of great talents out there. New York definitely got some talent. Like you got, I, I mean, I even seen a duo with a little contraption singing, playing like two different two different instruments and, and getting down and had a crowd of people and people dropping money. I mean, like you don't see that type of stuff down in Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta. You don't see that type of stuff. The, the, the thrive, the hunger, like the talent. Now, when you say talent, that goes across the board. I can't go with that. I'm sorry. That's just me. Maybe I'm biased because I'm up here in the tri-state. Um, and I'll visit both areas, especially down in the South. But, bro, man, and the South got some talent, bro. But, nah, I'm sorry. I can't I can't flex with that statement, bro. That's just me personally. I so can't, you, my, you, you know, that's nobody, my views. You don't see nobody getting it in by the martyr? Down there at the martyr, you ain't see nobody? Yo, that's the train station. Yeah, yo, they, 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 yo, you smart. It's smarter when you ride the martyr, yo. I remember, I remember all that, yo. Listen. Shout out to the martyr, you know what I mean? To the martyr, yo. You got to be down there to know about the martyr, boy. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, so Nas, nah, so let me bring it to you because, see, when we were in high school, that's when Outcast was first breaking out and the Dungeon mm -hmm. Family first came out, right? And mm -hmm. I remember, shout out to my man, Eric. I told him I bought the Outcast, and he was like, "Yo, you e. bought that?" And I was e. like, "Yeah." And he was like, "It's good." I said, "Hell yeah!" He was like, "Word!" And he bought that album. Was like, "Yo, you're right. Outcast is nasty." <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> and that was before they expanded. You know what I'm saying? And Atlanta started blowing up, not only through Outcast but LaFace Records and things like that. Yeah. And we started right. to see a, a plethora of things that was coming into the game that was new. Did Atlanta's upcoming rise at that time change how you heard and appreciated music, Nas? No. Mm. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, talent is, you know, you got, you got to realize talent is everywhere. Back in the 90s, you had not just the people that, that, that are prominent and still remember today, but you had like a billion people out there, man. You know what I mean? It's like I could, I could give you artists right now that you'll be like, well, who is that? And you listen to a song I give you, and it's like, yo, that's a dope ass song. I ain't know about them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it's 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 a, it was it was a bunch of artists out there back in the day, man. It wasn't just Usher. It wasn't just Mary Tony Braxton. It wasn't you know? It was it was it was like a hell of a hell of a lot of people out there back in the day. Mm -hmm. So you had you had a, a big variety to listen to. 
in all Whoa. genres. Whoa. So check this out. The thing about Atlanta to me was I didn't hear, hear about people coming out of Atlanta until Eric Sermon went down there. And I'm not saying he bought, he bought out um, Atlanta artists, but Eric mm-hmm. Sermon going down there really bought Atlanta out to me. Because then after that, Jermaine Dupree blew up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and then my first recollection of Atlanta music or hip-hop-wise was um, George's Most Wanted, straight from the deck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I remember from Atlanta. And I'm not saying Atlanta didn't have nobody. Because when you go into the history of the blues and rhythm and soul and things like that, you have people from Atlanta who, who, who came from that territory. But since Atlanta has been at the head of the table when it comes to hip-hop culture, we did get a lot of diversity that people from up here don't embrace. So Nas, let me see back to you. It was said in that podcast that people from Ghetto Mafia. Shout out. So it was people who said that um all New York rappers talk about is drugs and um in, in the park bench. They said down south, we didn't do that. We didn't have the drug culture in the park bench. Even Andre 3000 said on um two dope boys in the Cadillac, said I he said, I ain't with that funk shit, that old punk shit that you know, he said, I'm um I ain't grew up on no park bench. It was just a nigga who had my rounds up in the apartments. You know, he was talking about how they were different. So Nas, let me ask you this. Do you think the sound that came out of the tri-state area, when I say tri-state, but New York, because that's what everybody know. Do you think the sound that came out of New York was pigeonholed into one sound and we didn't know and it didn't allow diversity to come out of it? Or do you think it's something a little more? As far as what? As far as hip hop or as far as RB? Music period from this this area. Huh. Um nah, I mean a dope RB track is a dope RB track, man. You know what I mean? And like it, it, it's it's all it's all in the in the beat, the voice, and in, in the message of the song. Yeah, so it's but- hard to really it's hard to really pigeonhole, you know, it's hard to really pigeonhole something like that. Yeah, but isn't every R and B R and B song that came out with a uh that came out with somebody on it still talking about shorty I'm there for you anytime you need me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And the dude running from the law and people think he's selling drugs and shit. In the videos, yeah. <laughs> I be mean, like the, that's what I'm saying. In the videos, yeah, but the, the, like it's crazy because like I mentioned it before, like you'll have a song that's talking about something totally different in the video, be just what you talk about, nigga running in slow motion from the cops, but he in love. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was it was it was that so hey to back to you mm-hmm. Nas is credited for giving like the sound of the culture with New York State of Mind. Jay-Z mm-hmm. was the number one rapper on the Billboard chart recently, and the person was talking said Andre 3000 should be ranked over Jay-Z because all Jay-Z talked about was money, and money is shallow. Because if that's all you judge somebody off of how much money they got, you're not really talking about their in- artistic integrity. He said, "Hard thousand rapped about so many things in so many ways that were creative. That money, drugs, and money, and money, and money was all the Jay Z talked about. So, what do you say in response to that when it comes to saying that Atlanta gave birth to the best because of subject matter, not only skill sets? What do you say to that?" Nah, I can't agree with that because you got plenty of eclectic rappers. That that diversified their sound and what they their content was about. I mean, for instance, Tupac. Early on, Tupac wasn't rapping that thug life. He was rapping that X Clan. 
he was rapping about that positivity and mm-hmm. you know groups like X Clan and and Tribe Called Quest. Like you had these groups that are in the forefront that were talking about conscious things. So like they can't get that because consciousness is, is universal. So you can't just say it came from there. That 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 would be a lie. Like that's somebody when I hear somebody make statements like that, it sounds like somebody who's not completely sound in music and, and common sense in, in the essence because if somebody's just talking about that you, you think it's really just going to be broadened it's not going to be broadened at all like that's that's frivolous like you had you know you had the acts are like Buster Rhymes and Red Man that didn't talk about the streets all the time or was talking about making you know what I mean money all the time they, they diversified their sound you know what I mean you had these artists so I can't peace I, I can't um I can't agree with that statement at all. I mean, you know, just like now I said, good music, even you taking it to R and B, good music is good music. It's not gonna be classified under one genre. Like you you can diversify the sound of rap. Like look how look look at the different sounds of rap now. You know what I mean? You have that um that up tempo uh rap, which is called um uh Drill God. Drill, there you go, drill, drill music. Yeah, it's a different, it's a whole different sound. It doesn't even sound like rap in the essence how you used to hear in rap. You know, the beat is usually sped up, and you got somebody that's not even strong with cadence a lot, or they're just they just have a strong chorus or hook, you know, which is completely different than what you used to have as a full song and a full project. But but answering your question again, no, nah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all because consciousness was there from the beginning. The early on rap songs were talking about what was going on in their neighborhoods. It wasn't right. talking about, about selling drugs and all that. They were talking right. about conscious things. You know, if you go back far enough when you had the quintet singing rap songs, <laughs> they were singing <laughs> about what was going on in their lives. So, nah, you can't get that. You can't get that. Just because one genre had a strong base in an area doesn't mean everybody was talking about the same thing because you got the, the likes of KRS-One who still speak about positivity, you know what I mean, and, and um, bringing oneself up and, and, and being knowledgeable about things. You, you had rappers like Master Ace that's out there. I mean, you could, you could just keep naming all these good artists so, that are from up here. So look at Mr. McCaster. He said, to out-of-towners, New Yorkers all sound the same. So I want to take this off of hip-hop because maybe y'all could come and me, join me on Heritage Hip Hop and we'll do an Andre 3000 versus Farrell Monch type of conversation. There you go. That's not what today is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, today's conversation is all about the same podcaster having a show and this came up. Mary J. Blige versus Tony Braxton. Mm. Gentlemen, it's time for us to take off our hip-hop hats and let's put some music, some R&B music on. So with that being said, how did you get introduced to Mary J. Blige and how has her career affected how you how you appreciated music? Nas, take that one. Ha! Mary J. Blige was 19, what, 1992? Maybe. 90, Real 90, Love? 92. Yeah. Real Love came out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First, first uh, hit single off the, what's the 411 album? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the joint. That was the anthem. It was. That was the anthem, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, after that, you had what? Next album? Well, my life. Okay. Uh-huh. My life, like you see how 
it's like you said before the rap they go by what's going on in their lifetime right now like in my life you hear if you look at my life you can see what i see like what she's going through and stuff like that Ooh. i just want to i just want to be happy then you like you go to share my world mm. 1997, which is my favorite album from Mary J. Blige. I was like one of the dopest albums. Like you see there, like you see her, like you basically see her life in transition from album to album. You know what I mean? From I'm not happy to I'm happy and so on and so forth to where she's at right now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. mm-hmm. so you saw the scale of her life as. That's what made you appreciate her that you saw the scale of her life throughout her career. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, how about you? How did you get introduced to Mary J. Blige? And what has her music done to help you appreciate music or her more? Um, wow. I got introduced to her through hearing her with Biggie. What's the 411? Well, what's the 411? You know what I mean? And really, the show. Huh, Grand Poobah. Yeah, yeah, Grand Poobah, yeah. But I, I thought I heard a, ver- a mix with, with Biggie on that. Nah, I think the song she did with Big was um the You Don't Have to Worry re- remix. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. all right, all right. Maybe I, I swore I heard Mr. C mix something with Biggie rapping yeah. over What's the 411. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Word. C. I got fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but anyway, I heard mm-hmm. I heard that song. I heard Share, Share My World. Um, no um, one of actually one of my favorite tracks was "Be Happy." That boom, 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 that that was yeah. originally for for Tracy Lee. That beat, I know some hip hop, you know, information, but that beat was originally um taken from Tracy Lee, um, and that was actually turned into an R and B song. That hmm. that beat actually was turned into that, that her famous track. But you know, I was introduced to her through hip hop, and hip hop always had me, you know, lingering to hearing more and more about Mary J. And it always, unfortunately, seemed like the worse things were in her private life, the better her the sound of music came out. Like, mm-hmm. And when she started having, like, I hate to say it, when she, things were good, good in her life, the music began to go on so par. Like, the music started yeah. going so par. But soon things started getting bad, boy. She was in that booth. She was getting it. And everybody was like, Yes! So I didn't hear the Mary, Mary's got broken a relationship, but she got new music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ignorant, but that's how, that's how it was. That's well, how that, it was. That's why I always say pain is universal, but love is relative. Because whenever go. somebody goes to pain, everybody can relate to it. But you know what? Mary J. Blige to me is the rapper who couldn't rap but could sing her ass off. Because <laughs> all her beats were hip hop beats. Oh, yeah, you know what? And what made me fall for Mary J. Blige was when I saw her on video music box singing. Ralph McDaniels just gave her the mic, let her freestyle. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing a typical rap or saying, Yo, put your hands in the air, whatever, she just vocalized. And she was like, You know, how some people I say, some people can't rock, they can't sing, they, they scream. Ah, like I don't hear that. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she was like really doing it, and it was like you felt it in your heart or in your spirit, like you moved a little bit. Like, damn, she mm. she getting it. And a lot of people say Mary J. Blige can't sing. Well, to me, y'all, I like her voice, so she can sing. Shout out to Star and Buck Wild who tried to kill her, but guess what? She survived. Y'all dumbasses, didn't she? Uh-huh. I love Mary J. Blige. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care what no one say about her. Mary J. Blige is dope to me. You know what I mean? And right. I might go talk about my favorite songs by her yet, but I'm going to say this. 
The only person who can have a gripe with Mary J. Blige is Miss Jones. All right. And we could talk about that if y'all want to. Miss Jones kind of came out with that style first. While I'm over the hip hop beat. I mean, singing over mm -hmm. the hip hop beats. Dougie Sugar Fresh, Hill. Where I Want to Be. Not even before that. The Where I Want to Be song. Doug yeah, Miss Jones is the truth. Huh? Love Miss Jones. Mm -hmm. I was one of my little boyhood crushes, like little Leisha Fisher. Miss mm -hmm. Jones, yo. But, <laughs> but. I don't know what happened with her. You can hear her story on other podcasts. We talk about Diddy, Uptown Records, and what happened with her and how Mary J. Blige took her style and went with it, whatever. I don't know about all that. I just know what they, what we, what they people say. But I will tell you this. Miss Jones started something. Mary J. Blige took the baton and she ran with it because if it wasn't for Mary J. Blige, more than half of the remixes that we hear with an R&B person with somebody rhyming on the song would never have happened. Mm. Here's my Facts. proof. He, shout out to my dude, yo. He said he squeezed Miss Jones' ass back in the day. <laughs> you know right, yo, living the dream, brother. Salute. Yeah, living the dream. But, um, but, but check this out. The first um, R&B song to have a hip-hop artist on it was Jody Watley featuring Rakim, Friends. Mm -hmm. You got know that song? Listen oh, wow. to that song and then listen to how Mary J. Blige wow. took the baton and, and, and ran with it. Every R&B singer that has a rapper on their song needs to give Mary J. Blige a check because they bit her whole style. Mm -hmm. And this woman was doing songs for free for people. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, we all have an appreciation for Mary. We see what happened with her personal life and how the music came out. I personally apologize to Mary for anybody who hurt you, but I know you don't. I know you don't apologize for them checks. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> he said no. It was Shaka Khan and Melly Mel. They did an official song together. Cause if they did, and I could be wrong, cause the way I heard, I got my history. It said Jody Watley, and um, he said I feel for you. I feel for you. Came out before Friends. Hey, we'll do some history. If I'm wrong, yeah. I don't, I don't mind oh, being yeah. wrong. Oh yeah, I feel yeah. for you. Oh, I, wrong. Like, I love you. Yeah, it's my Alright, so look, I ain't no Melly Mel rap on there. I just heard Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Can you feel me, Shaka Khan? Look at me. Oh, you want to be Shaka? That's not really a rap. That was more like that's a not, bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. ad for the song. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's not really a rap. He didn't rap a verse on it. But like I said, yo, if I'm wrong, let's do the history and I'll, yo, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Salute to my man Steve for the information. You know what I mean? What he say? He said, Nah, he rapped. Okay, well, hey, let's 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 look into it. And if you're right, I give you all the credit. Salute. But now. Tony Braxton. Oh. Let me tell y'all something about Tony Braxton. I found out about Tony Braxton through the Boomerang soundtrack. But maybe yeah. these gentlemen can tell you something more. So Nas, why don't you... No, I started with you. Hey, why don't you take it over? When did you first get introduced to uh, Tony Braxton? And how did she help you appreciate uh, music and your ear and when it comes to music? I got introduced to Tony Braxton through the Boomerang soundtrack. Because of the biggest song on there was mm -hmm. the end of the road. But one of the other songs that was on there that, that was just like on there, you just heard this lady singing. I was like, who is this? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you had you had heavy hitters on that album. You had heavy hitters on that on that album, um, who ended up being very legendary. But like I said, the biggest song off that album was End of the Road at, at that time. When that movie came out, that was literally the biggest song, and which also catapulted um, Boys and Men into the super mainstream. They were already doing good from their uh, Cooley High album, their first album. But after they did that, they ended up rolling on Airboy, and, and, and that song ended up being on their second album, uh, too. 
Yeah. So I heard her on that album. And then I remember hearing another song, um, actually quite a few songs that she came out with that were hits. I wasn't really a big Tony Braxton fan. I thought she was gorgeous. I, I really thought she was like, Definitely. I thought she was beautiful, bro. <laughs> like, I, I, I remember seeing her in a video for the first time on BET, and I was like, oh, that's what she looked like? I was like, oh, okay, I'm a real fan now. <laughs> but um, the one song that I actually love from her that stuck out is the remix she did with Red and Meth. And her, her singing on the hook, like, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. so I, that was the first time I ever heard her do anything that was R&B, but it was more like, like, segue, like pop or not, or like, um, not so much, not so like hardcore R&B, but it was more like pop, even though that's hip hop, but it's still like kind of popish the way she yeah. was singing like that. I never thought, I never thought I would hear her sing anything like, you know what I mean? And that's because everything she sung, she sung up until that point was real methodic, you know, melodies, yeah. And different riffs, you know, different bridges. So that was different from how the sound I was used to hearing from her. And I know from that point on, I, I really checked on her because I thought it was cool because I never thought she would even do an album with, well, not an album, but a, a song with hip hop, you know, with hip hoppers like that. Um, and it was it was pretty dope, man. I, I was really turned out by her sound because I didn't think she had it in her because she had those strong vocals. They were at one point when she first came out, I remember they were comparing her to Whitney Houston because of her strong sound and the way she she was able mm-hmm. to carry the notes. No, I heard on on, on um or just check uh, Wendy Williams on yeah. um yeah we ain't gonna talk about Wendy Williams because she always hated on Whitney Houston so forget Wendy Williams. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but look, but look, let, 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 let Nas jump up in here. So, Nas, what about you with Tony Braxton? What, I, um, I think same thing to anybody else. That was a, that was an introduction in, in, in into the R&B game. It was the um, Boomerang soundtrack. Boomerang soundtrack. Like you said, um, Boyz Men in the role was like one of the top tracks on the album, but they were more established for her to come out with Give You My Heart by Babyface. Uh-huh. Right, and then after that, um, love should have brought you home was in the heavy rotation. Uh-huh. Was the heavy rotation? Then to segue that into her album, uh-huh. like I love her voice because her voice kind of reminded me of Anita Baker in a way. Ooh, okay. So I wouldn't even, yeah. I wouldn't even really, I wouldn't even really compare her to Whitney Houston because her and Anita Baker's voice are more are kind of similar, and yeah. she has that, she has that. Her songs are so sensual and her voice is so smooth. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, ah, man, seven whole days, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, that's, that's the jam right there. <laughs> Not a hurt from you. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her first album is, is a classic. Her first album in itself is a classic. And the um the song you were talking about was the How High remix. Yeah, or how yeah, high yeah, part yeah. two with uh, Red yeah. and Meth that was dope yeah. in itself because like mm-hmm. you said if you you wouldn't really see her you couldn't see her really doing that at the time because her her song was so hardcore R and B you know what I mean so like it showed the versatility it showed her versatility right there and like I've been in love with her since the beginning man like she she's the one she's one of them I told Definitely. you when I saw her I was like damn I'm a fan yeah now. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Sure. So, uh, just to pick up everybody, shout out to Steve who chimed in. 
I want to just give a revision. Chaka Khan and Melly Mel came out in 1984. Jody Watley and Rakim came out in 1989. So shout out to you for having that information and thank you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. you. So let us continue. Uh, my appreciation for Tony Braxton, like we said, Boomerang, she was the star of that soundtrack. Right. I don't care what, I don't care about Boys the Men, TLC, whatever, yo. Tony Braxton was the star of the Boomerang soundtrack. And I that agree. was the freshest new voice that you heard on there. It was. And, and to go toe-to-toe with mm -hmm. Babyface for best voice on a song? Come on, that's big, yo. And I mean And I think that was her first song. I've been trouble. I think that was like her first her first song, right? Yeah, I was a I was her first song. That was her first, first song on the damn soundtrack. So you came in. And um and I mean, once again, that was the that was the opening up of Atlanta's hit sound to the world. Cause that was LaFace mm -hmm. Records. Right. LA, Babyface, Pebbles, all of them. That was them mm -hmm. coming out to the world and bringing something new. To the game because remember TLC is an Atlanta based art and group, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They traveled down there, came out from there. Boys the Men is from Philly, but LaFace kind of you know, and I mean it was it was different, it showed something new because while New York was running with the um hip hop sound, new fresh refreshing sounds came from the south, right? So Tony Braxton for me is different because that's one of the first singers. I actually loved her voice and loved her whole sound. Mm. Shout out to Columbia House, 15 CDs for a penny. <laughs> because that's how I got ah, you it back. Yeah, that's, Columbia that's House. Wow. Yeah, that's how I got that album. So um on one of like the 17 um phone numbers and emails I use, whatever Columbia House. Yeah. Wow. That's how I helped build my CD collection, which was a classic. Um, yeah, I mean, and I loved I loved Tony Braxton's first album. And we're gonna talk about our favorite songs when it comes to Tony Braxton in a minute, you know what I'm saying? But um, we don't wanna we don't wanna leave out a female perspective when it comes to Tony Braxton and um Mary J. Blige. So as we start the comparison, ladies and gentlemen, uh our co-host Nika Ladeen, she sent in a video and she wanted us to get her take on the subject. So Nika, let everybody know how you feel. All right, y'all, I told you you would see me again. I could not just let these dudes, you know, wherever they are. <laughs> I couldn't let them just comment on on the works of these women, two different voices, two different, you know, almost different styles of music uh, without giving you all of this divine energy of mine, this divine feminine energy of mine. So here is my input when it comes to Mary J. I'm going to start off with Mary J. Mary J, um, her content is beautifully written. The subject matter is very prominent. It is what we need to hear. It's what goes through all, especially as women. As women, most of the stuff that Mary J talks about in her music is what we always think about anyway, right? Whether it's the good stuff, whether it's the bad stuff, I know people have their opinion about, um, you know, they want they want sad Mary or they want happy Mary. For me, I just like Mary. I like the content of her music. However, y'all gonna kill me. Y'all might not like this. Vocally, Mary just doesn't do it for me. I think Mary, 
Uh, Mary is not the Mary that she used to be when she first came out. And even when she first came out, she was kind of struggling vocally. I just don't, I'm not a big fan of Mary's vocals. Now, Tony Braxton, complete opposite. I love Tony's vocals. Anybody who has ever heard me talk, they you'll hear me say that Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton is in my top 10 vocalists. Her voice is just one to be reckoned with for our generation because it's it's it you get you get like the the pitch the pitches and the tones of of anita baker um and this little this little person i mean she's like really short you know but um i think the content is 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 kind of i mean it's relevant don't get me wrong but it's not mary j's content so you've got two totally different um two totally diff different circumstances battling against each other right here um i cannot say that i like one more than the other because of that so i don't have an opinion about that but i'm not gonna say who won there's no winning in this anybody and not only that but i want y'all to remember something I'm an artist. And so as an artist, it's never a competition for me. I don't feel like I have to compete against anybody else. Um, I'm my own competition. So I'm sure these ladies feel the same way. You know, Tony Braxton doesn't wake up in the morning and say, am I better than Mary J. Blige? And Mary J. Blige doesn't wake up in the morning and say, oh my God, I, I'm better than Tony Braxton. So it's, it's not a competition, but I can't, I can't choose between the two because of that. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Um, vocally, I would choose, if I had to choose vocally, I would choose Tony. If I had to choose content wise, I would choose Mary, but two totally different, two totally different spectrums. And you guys chose two beautiful women to, um, to, I guess, to, to, to enlighten us in their music. Um, yeah. So you're going to hear from me again. I promise this is not it. This is not it for me. You're going to hear from me at least one more time. All right. Bye. Well, how was it? Okay. What do you think about her take? A, 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 how you feel about what she said? I mean, I was kind of shocked when she said <laughs> that she felt like Mary J. Cutting saying, I was like, I was like, what? Like, I ain't, I mean, damn, Nika. <laughs> like, damn. That's all I got to say, damn. But I mean, you know, it's preference. You know, when you ask these, see, this is the type of things people got to realize. When you ask these type of questions, these questions bring on different um, answers and perspectives. So you have to respect everybody's perspective, regardless of how you feel about whatever artist it is. You know, you're going to have some people that's going to love them. And you know, some people who's not going to love them at all. And just like we've seen, like, you know, she specifically said she felt that way about Mary J's vocals. On the flip side, she felt the total opposite about Tony Braxton. So, that's her opinion, and and she, you know what? She has the right to have her opinion, like we we have the right to have our opinion, and that's why we're all here right now. All right. So now, so about you, how you feel about what she said? Uh, she kind of hit on the button, man. Like, um, I wouldn't agree with her saying that Mary J. Blige can't sing because you know this is the same woman that is, that came with. We all love us to win through it. Then she goes down to baby. There's no need to tell you know what I'm saying. Mm, like her. she got she has the range. She got the range. So I want to say she's she's not a strong singer. Um I put like her, I prefer Tony's voice over hers. But like I said, this this whole thing we're doing right here, it, it is subjective. Because you could go by 
we could go by who has the better catalog or who has the better voice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it could go either way. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was some points I agree with, some points, you know, I disagree with. All right, so let's flesh it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into one of our segments on the show, which is, um, well, Big A's Aroma of the Week. Okay. Now, okay. Big A, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. We're, yes, sir. We're, we're going to segue this into your, your, your shine. You have a young lady coming to the crib or to the house. We're not babies. They come to the house, right? Here you go. And um, you have Mary J. Blige on, uh-huh. or or you have Tony Braxton on. How do you set hmm. the mood depending on who's singing the song for the woman of your choice that night? Um, more than likely, I'm I'm gonna put some um, Tony Braxton. I want to keep the mood where it's not too. Too down, not too too up, but it's like right there, because Tony's got that music that can do it like that. You know, she's got those R&B joints where you could put on that can be party joints or just just laid back, mellow, dramatic, vocalized joints. So that's why I should play. And since I picked Tony, I would go with <laughs> Latafa's Rogue. Latafa's Rogue, which is their uh, clone of Bakaru 540. And anybody who's ever know, heard of Bakaru 540, they know that's top-notch cologne. This is the, one of the closest ones you can get closer to Bakaru 540s. This is uh, Latafa Rogue. Now, I said that saying that if I had Tony Braxton on. Now, if I had some Mary J on, you know, we're going to have that them soulful joints. Got them party joints. You gonna have them real, real in the in the mood joints. I go right here with Montel with Honey Ood. I don't know if you actually can see that. There you go, Honey Ood by Montel. Very mm-hmm. high end cologne company. This right here also sets the mood. Spray mm-hmm. a little bit of that on. You gotta spray a lot because it's very potent and it lasts to up about. I believe this lasts about ten hours. So you know, hit them good spots. You know what I mean? You're good, just like Rogue. If you're trying to get them to get that super smell, that sniff, you get that sniff on the neck. This right here is also a good one, too. But as far as for Mary J, we're going to get that honey. Ooh, we're going to really, we're going to really reel them in, reel them in with Mary J in the back, and that's smelling good like that. And that's Big A's aroma of the week. All right, everybody. So remember, <laughs> right. just said, if you're going with Tony Braxton, you're going to go with something smooth and central. But if you're going with Mary J. Blige, you're going to have something a little more partyish, a little more uh-huh. up. You know, you want to you want to set the tone a little differently. So I got one more question before you leave with the um how, how you're setting the mood with the um of the week. Uh-huh. How important is it to match your scent with the artist when you set the mood to you? Oh, it's imperative. You, you got to be able to match your scent. You don't want to have something that's very um boisterous on you. You don't want to have nothing that's too loud and you want somebody to be close to you. You want to make sure that you're going to have something that's going to be, which I call sniff-worthy, where they, mm, mm, and they get off off here, off here with you. Like, girl, stop playing. You better stop playing. You, you want, we want something like that on. Now, that's always, 
you know, something to set the mood. And these two right here, when I say these two here are mood setters, they are definitely mood setters. I brought out two this week. Since we talking, we got a battle going on. So, you know, you, you want this, you know, in close smoke sniff right here. This is Rogue by Latafa. Or if you want to get a little bit more, you know, reel them in, this is, I don't know if you can see, Honey Ooh by Montal. All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, maybe that'll help you with the battle that we have, what a so-called battle that we have. I want to bring it to my man Nas real fast. Nas, we're going to put you up there. there. Now, Nas doesn't do the aroma, ladies and gentlemen. Nas does Wasted Potential, where he talks about songs from the artists that have given some light could have been smash hit to his opinion. So, Nas, give me one song by Tony Braxton and give me one song by from Mary J. Blige. What do you think was Wasted Potential when it comes from their catalogs? Ah, I'm gonna start off with Mary J. And everybody should know this one, man. It's from the 1997 Share My World album. Oh. And that song is Share My World, the title track. Now, this like this this is the way the reason why I call this one waste potential is because everybody knows this song. Everybody knows this song. You can be down the street playing that song, and you you hear it, bro, like no. That's my jam right there. Like, you know, that's that's like the go-to joint on the album, even though you have hits like I Can Love You, um, everything. Like when you hear, even when you hear the piano, like dun, 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 when you hear that, you know what song it is. You know that's oh, that's share my world coming on. You know what I'm saying? And like as a man, who doesn't want to hear from a woman? You know, boy, if you stay, I always make sure that you look to see a brighter day. Or oh, we gonna have some good times. You know what I'm saying? Like, who doesn't want to hear that reassurance from a woman? Um, as far as Tony Braxton, it's a song off her first album called "I Belong to You." Mm. And deviating from because you know I usually do the slow jams. I love a good ballad, but this one is a up tempo track. This is like it's a it, it like if you hear it today, like it is it, it just sounds so. It just sounds so fast, Temple nineties. It's like a, it's like a, one of those like chilling, feel good type jams. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I can't remember most of the lyrics, but like the 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 beat, the beat that had you vibing. Like that's one of them beats you be like, like you know, I know some of you some of y'all ladies like to listen to the radio when y'all cleaning. You know, you jam out to that, or just like, <laughs> like when you, when you riding out in your car and you put that jam on, it's like. You could vibe to it. Like that's that's such a dope song. And it never got the play it was supposed to get in that first album. Cause like it was overshadowed by how many ways, you know, seven whole nights. It was overshadowed by those songs. And he never bought that out. But it was a dope track on the album that I felt like that should have got the more attention to what it did. Yep. Shout out to Nas for that, because he put out some songs that maybe you haven't listened to in a while, and maybe you would like to revisit. So this is Karev Heritage Hip Hop right now. And I'm going to tell y'all, I don't listen to their albums. I don't listen to their music <laughs> like that. And it's not that I don't like them or nothing like that. I just, this is not my mood. But I will tell you this. Out of both of them, I think the one album out of all of them, or both, both artists that I like the most is Tony Braxton's first album. Mm. That album is a classic. I'm talking like Anita Baker Rapture, classic. And I, and if you if you watch um this show, and in the R&B every Sunday at 8 p.m. Or you catch the 
the streams or on whatever you stream your podcast, I've asked this question. <clears throat> In R&B, do people battle like hip-hop when they say how many classic albums does somebody have? And these uh -huh. gentlemen told me yes. So, hot seat question. Nas, how many classic albums does Mary J. Blige have? Or how many classic albums does Tony Braxton have? Ooh. That's a hard question. Well, I just mentioned the first three. Yeah. At the beginning of the show. So um Mary has three for off the, off the rip to you? Yeah. Okay. Um and I will say Tony's first two. All right. Hey, how about you? How many does each have? Classic hits? Classic wow. albums. Classic, Classic albums. albums. Do y'all want to go through the catalogs or you want to just I, I'm gonna say for me personally, because this is it's how it's just an objective question because right. you, it's, it's, it's you know it's on somebody's views um and then you then you have to actually like what 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 are you measuring the hit you know classic albums with so you know we haven't gone into depth with all that so just off the off the riff i'm gonna say mary has at least two that i consider classic that solid classics that anybody in any age bracket would would agree and that that's why i would say boldly say that and then i would say um Tony Braxton has one. I mean, I, I mean, like a very, very solid, super solid album that um, any just about any age, any age group uh, demographics would enjoy. Man, um, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, you know, other people may feel different, but just that's my my perspective on it. You know what I. I think with this one right here, I think with this battle between these two women, like you would have to go by songs instead of albums. Yes. Because because yes. like with R and B, even with hip hop, you like you gotta count the ones that they did on the soundtracks too. Uh -huh. And they both had like, well, you know, Tony Braxton, she started on the on the movie soundtrack. Uh-huh. Right? And Mary has her joints too, because not gonna cry is an instant classic. Uh huh. And then you have you have um, let it go on waiting to exhale by Tony Braxton. You got like, I'm you going like, down the, the the rendition she down. did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's overjoyed. That's another mm -hmm. rendition she uh -huh. did. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's it's a lot of hits. Like I, yeah. we can, now we start naming hits. We can go for hits because yeah, we, they we both we'll go, got hits. They we'll both be got here all a night. lot of hits. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like but it's like Nika said. It's like it's two kind of different. Different genres. I mean, not different genres, but two different types of music. Cause like one, you have Mary J. Blige, who's who's been dubbed the queen of hip hop soul. Tony Braxton's been dubbed the, the the queen of of sexy and sensual music. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's two types of two types of artists in the R&B genre. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, this this whole battle is like very subjective. It goes by what you like. You know, you might like the fast joints. You might be like me, who's who's more partial to um, ballads and slow jams. So that that might affect the way this battle might, the outcome of the battle is for you. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I agree. Well, well I this. will say this: <clears throat> both women are assured a place in the Hall of Fame of music. Period. Because they have crossed genres. They have crossed how we 
look at music, hear music, and even see music. Like I said, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige doing hip hop and bringing hip hop to another level in the mainstream is big. I mean, let's check it out. Mary J. Blige boy, Grand Poopa <laughs> to the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Most mm-hmm. people didn't really mess with Grand Poopa back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, her songs with Nas are legendary. You know what I'm oh. saying? Yeah. Love is all we need and all that. Yeah. But then, look what she did. Mary J. Blige was able to do with Lil' Kim. I can love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much that she's done. But then let's go to Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton brought back sexy with a purpose. Not just singing to sound good. You see what I'm saying? And she showed her range when we saw the her her voice with Red Man and Method Man. <laughs> she didn't really <laughs> sing a lot in that song. No. But no, she, she fit perfectly, perfectly in that in song. song. Yeah. Even when she did the song with Baby from Cash Money. Baby, you hmm. can do it. Take your time. Do it right. Her voice sounded perfect, though. And that was that her boot, too, by the way. Yeah. 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 But, what, but whether you liked him or not, when it came to the song, and then when they got on it, and then look, they both got into acting. They both were able to branch out and show that right. they are staples, not only in one genre or one situation of entertainment. They are both queens in their rights. And I mean queen with a double E, not an E-A-N. Because people starting to move, do that movement right now, and we ain't with that. We going to give them, we going to crown those women as being greats within the genre. So, ladies and gentlemen, now it's your time to chime in. Who do you pick the most? My man Steve said, in my opinion, Tony Braxton has a more universal appeal. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe so. But um, come on, y'all. Y'all got to make this fun. Y'all got to pick. Who y'all going with? Nas. <laughs> On a day with you in your car, who's your first? Who's, I'm not saying who's better or whatever. Who's your go-to? Are you going to listen to Mary J. Blige over Tony Braxton or vice versa? Depends on my mood. Depends on my mood, man. Um, all right, see, if I'm just cruising, cruising and chilling, i probably put on Tony. Tony Braxton? Yeah, but if I'm on my, it's because I guess it's subjective. But if I'm on my hip hop, then like it's gonna be married with meth. Okay, so married you know what I mean. Married. But, but I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with Tony on this one. All right, so Big A, how about you? Let me tell you the story. Oh, I, I once um, I I I once um when I was in college at HBCU, Norfolk State University. Uh, I, I remember this was my freshman year, and I would take the bus from Virginia back to Jersey, where I live, where I'm from, and I would listen to music, and I would have a CD book. Shout out to the CD books that a lot of youngsters may not understand how valuable that was at the time. I would I would travel with my CD book and my book bag and my CD Walkman, and I would listen to music, and I can thoroughly say. I was definitely turned on by Mary J. Listen to her while I travel a six to eight hour bus ride from Norfolk, Virginia to Newark, New Jersey. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I've listened to Tony Braxton's, a couple of her albums. They didn't make the trip. <laughs> I ended up switching up because I, I like Nas said, you know, it's mood setting music. And I feel like if I'm going to be traveling, whether I'm driving or whether I'm in a vehicle, 
I'm just riding to get to one point A to point B. Um, Mary J, nine times out of ten, is going to win it because she has the eclectic sound that's a little bit more mainstream, and her hits a little bit more popish because they they they, they tend to be a little bit more hip hopish. So you know, as Nas said, you know, if I want that up tempo, I personally is, I'm going to ride with Mary. You know, I'm going to have Mary because she's got those those joints that are have you, you know, feeling good and you can be in your mood. Then if you got a shorty with you, you know, you got you a lady, whatever, you you could, you could throw on the, you know, the old joints or you could put Tony Braxton on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you really set it, set it on. You know, put Tony on, make sure you just like that, Shrey, you smelling good. You know what I mean? So, there you go. That's my answer. Alright, so, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a pick, because like I said, I don't really listen to the music like that, so I'll, I don't think I will be good for this that part of the conversation, but what I will say is, we always build, and then, and then send y'all off with something good, so song of the week. Instead of giving them one song, let's do top three songs from Mary J. Blige and Tony Braxton from each of us. I let okay. people know what our, what our, what we like about them and their range within our, our, our field. So, Big A. What's your top three, Mary, and what's your top three, Tony? My top three, Mary, number one would be Happy, Be Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number two would be um, the song with her and Mess. You're all I need. That, that, that right there was like one of the biggest hits during the 90s era. Not even just that year, that era. Um, and number three, um, trying to think of the name of the song, name of the title of the song. Uh, if you look through my eyes, you see what I've seen. Um, my life, my life, my life, my life. Yeah. That joint right there. Now, I, that's the, that's the top three I can actually pick where you can hear her range. You can hear the, you know, the difference in her range. And, um, I mean, she's got plenty of hits, man. I, I mean. Just those three are the ones that come off yeah, top yeah, of my head. Your favorite three, and go yeah, ahead. my top of my head. Mr. Tony, um, Tony, um, oh man, the the one she had with Meth, Ready Meth, the the How High a remix is still one of my favorites to hear her on it because it's just so <laughs> different than what I'm so used to hearing her. Mm. You know, you know, of course, Unbreak My Heart, to what, what I think is one of her biggest hits, um. Mm. Unbreak, unbreak my heart is uh one of those songs like um and the song you you mean the world to me um yeah oh um I think yeah, that, that song right there man because that was one of those songs that you know if you didn't get introduced to her through um the boomerang soundtrack you mean the world to me was something that was just like that was her next joint that you heard in rotation and you, you know, when you heard it, you you knew who it was because her voice is so distinct. She has yep. that like sound, like like you said, Anita Baker has that sound um, when they sing. And you mean the world to me was one of those songs. So that that's my top three from uh, from Mary and as well as Tony. All right, Nas, how about you? You start from Tony this time. What's your top three Tony Braxton songs? All right, well, uh, top three from Tony is "Give You My Heart." Off the Boomerang soundtrack. Um, Big A said my other one, man. Um, you mean World Sweet? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, 
I'm gonna go with Breathe Again. Ah, Breathe Again, and the last one is How Many Ways. Okay, oh, how many ways? How inside. many ways? A dope song, yo. How many ways, yo? That that's my joint right there, yo. Okay. Um, Mary. Mary. Oh, Mary. Okay. Uh, let me go. Uh, Mary. Um, the first one was from the Waste Potential, man. That, that's my all-time favorite jam for her. Is, um, Share My World. Uh. Share My World. Um, a song called Mary's Joint from the first, from the second album. From the second album, and my third one from her is. Natural Woman. She did a she did a rendition of Natural Woman from the New York Undercover soundtrack. Oh wow, dope! Wow. And, and like when I heard that, and you know, I, I was wondering why like they didn't have her sing that. They had Ariana Grande sing that instead of her because her rendition of Natural Woman was so good. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But those are the three I got from um for Mary. All right, that's dope. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I don't know their albums, but I could give you some songs. And I, I pulled up my list. So my three Tony Braxton songs are Unbreak My Heart. I love that song. Really. That's something that really, you know, it is what it is. Love Should Have mm. Brought You Home. Yeah. One of my favorite ones. And um, let me see. That's another one I like. Seven Whole Days was dope, too, to me. I like that yeah, song yeah. a lot. That was, that was that was dope. Mary J. Blige. My favorite Mary song of all time is Friend of Mine. That Monday, if one day friend of mine, Tuesday, you went away. Oh, Wednesday. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven. Off the Share My World soundtrack. Yeah, I Seven Days. Yeah. That, days. that yeah, one yeah. song right there? Yeah. Finished. That's, that's me. Second, I Love You remix with Smith & Wesson. I Dope. love Dope. that remix. Yeah. That that that's way oh, beyond shoot. for me, right there. That's wow. that's one of them songs that are like that's like crazy. When you hear that 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 piano, yeah, gone. And last but not least, the rendition she did an overjoy tribute to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I knew you right. see that. Yeah. Love that song. I knew you yeah. see that. So if I, I that joint, pick, if I had to pick between the two, I'm biased because I love hip hop more. And Mary has more of a hip hop sound, so that's me. But what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Do you like Mary J. Blige or Tony Braxton better? And what songs do you like of them? Let us know in the comments. Since if you're watching this on YouTube, the comments are below. Like, share, subscribe, all that. Hit the like button, please. But make sure you comment and let us know what is your favorite Mary J. Blige, Tony Braxton song, and who do you choose more than anything else? Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you're streaming this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, or wherever you stream, we're going to put a poll under this to say, and you tell us, who do you like better? Tony Braxton, Mary J. Blige, or what's your favorite song from them? This has been a pleasure doing this with y'all tonight. And guess what? We may do it again. If you would like to see us talk about two other artists, we can do that. Because guess what? One of the funniest verses I've seen somebody talk about was Rick James versus Bobby Brown. If oh, y'all really want to go there, oh, hell we can no. do that. Rick James, oh, no. bring out the cocaine, nigga. What's your count? But for everybody out there that's watching, once again, I thank you very much. 
If you want to see more of this show, you can subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com. This is the home of A&N and the R&B, Heritage mm-hmm. Hip Hop itself, the podcast. Join us at HeritageHipHop.com. Subscribe. You can also follow Heritage Hip Hop at Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. You can follow A&N and the R&B on IG at A&N on R&B. Make sure you like that page and follow us there as well. New things will be coming. And I'm telling you, if you know any R&B singers... Or producers, we are waiting for you. Come on down, contact us through the IG page, or you can contact me at Heritage Hip Hop, and we'll book you on the show. And if anybody has any merch, y'all want some promotion, you can hit us. I got a hat on, right? Well, I have a clothing line that's going to be giving us stuff, so we'll have something on in, in, in the show. And if you want to promote anything, hey, pay promotions are here. Y'all can come on. Uh, this man right here, Big A. We're trying to get him to get on Scent Bird. I don't know what's taking him so long, but he come all this goddamn cologne. They need to be paying him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's smirking. Yeah, get on get on your shit. You want to get your money. No. And this dude right here, I don't know how I'm pointing because I can't see it. This guy, my big, big, big Nas over here. Nas the romantic. Listen, yo, anybody out there, my man loves romance. So if you want to bring us out and do a show somewhere where you are, all you got to do is hit him and um, we'll come out. As y'all see, there's the um the tags for the social media on IG. Let us know. So before we get out of here, shout out to Nika Ladeen once again on location, bringing us some footage. You know what I'm saying? Um, we don't have any last words from her, but she says she will be back. So I guess that's her last yeah, word. That's so her last word. Right. So, so big A, any last words before we get out of here? Um, something as simple as my mom always told me: if you want friends, you got to show yourself to be friendly. So just be friends. And you know what? Be do unto others as you like to be done unto you. That's what my mom taught me as a little boy. Remember that. Okay. Nas, you got any last words? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is one that's special, man. I wanted to give a shout out to my grandmother and my cousin. Both birthdays today. Ah, All right. Oh, Nana. Sorry, yep. Nana, 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 I love you. I love you. I man. You always on my heart, Nana. So, man, I'm 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 so glad the the, the Most High like brought you to see a 96th birthday today, man. I I, I love you. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I, I can't say it much, man. Even though I'm not in the in your presence all the time, you're always a matter of my heart, man. And I love you to death. Happy birthday, Nana. Happy birthday, Mira. Your daughters are so cute, man. I was glad to see y'all today. It, it warmed my heart to see all y'all, man. I love you. Happy birthday, Nana. All right. Hey, hey you know, you know how, how special it's gonna be when she hears this. Or yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping she see it. Yeah, see it, hear it, make it. You make it happen. Send it to her. Send it, give it to your mom and send it to her. Shout out to mom Duke as well. Yeah. So my my last message for everybody out here before we close the show is thank you for joining us on this. This broadcast is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com and more. So enjoy the music because a lot of us have arguments over who's the goat, who's the best, or whoever. That's subjective, and let's just enjoy the music. Yeah. We argue over LeBron and Michael Jordan. We argue over Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye, Jay-Z and Nas, Biggie and Pop. Let's just enjoy the music. Because when we do, we all win. And then we all get to give something to the next generation, which is great music, long-lasting legacies, and inspiration to create better music for their time. You know what I'm saying? So, Nas, you want to take us out? Yes, sir, man. This is all of us from Ain't in the R&B. And until next time... We'll be thinking of you. And with that being said, may the most high help you prosper. May you be great. 
And uh, we out. Bye, bye, bye.